Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Do Much on Dirt. I believe this is episode 36. I'm your host, Evan McCrory, and today my guest is going to be Nick Dietz. He is a driver currently very high up, second or third in the points with the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Model Series touring around the Carolinas. And uh, their last race was Sumter uh, a little over a week ago, I believe it was the 22nd. Their next race coming up is August 5th. Uh, I actually recorded this episode a few days ago. I uh, just already had him lined up to just come on and just uh, already went ahead and got that conversation over with. And uh, yeah, I think it was a really good conversation, really good uh, dude to learn a lot about and uh, how he grew up at Hartwell and a couple other trucks around that area and just what he thinks about Blue Ridge and other racing around, a couple of rural things that's just late mall things in general. And uh, we actually kind of tied together some uh, dots of uh, some big news that came up over the last week or so. So the Kohlers, uh, his family, Jordan Kohler's family that owns Jimmy Owens Ride Kohler Motorsports, and they own the Ultimate Trucking and Towing Company, I believe it is. They are purchasing and going to be running Friendship Motor Speedway in Elkin, North Carolina, and they're going to be rebranding it to the Ultimate Motorsports Park. And they're going to be hosting a Ultimate Super Late Model Race, August 26, paying $7,500 a win. And they're also going to be having Oak Wheel Modifies with Mideast Rules, I believe, and a couple other divisions. And another race happening in October, I believe so, which is awesome. I uh, love to see a track that has a lost speedway coming back. And uh, kind of how me and Nick connected the dots a little bit on that was uh, he was like, yeah, I heard a little bit something about friendship coming back. And I was like, I was like, uh, does that have to do something with what Kelly Carlton said? He posted, I think it was like a little over a week ago. I I might have only been on his Twitter, I'm not too sure, but he said something about there being a ultimate return for one of the lost speedways in the area. And that's where me and Nick kind of made the connection, but didn't really think much too much about it. And we recorded that Tuesday, and then that came out on Thursday, and I sent him a message, I'm like, yo, <laughs> like we we predicted it. And I, I shared it on Facebook, whatever, but let's get into the interview with Nick on the Front Wheel Drive Friday Hotline. Uh, I am placing the order right now for the new John Dirt t-shirts, just waiting for Bandits to get back to me. And yeah, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm ordering a couple extra shirts for each size. So if you're still interested in getting the Doomage on Location shirt, you can find that on all the Doomage on Dirt social medias or my personal Facebook page, Evan McCrory. But yeah, uh, if you don't follow me on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok every once in a while, uh, go follow me on there if you would new to the show. Thanks for uh, tuning in. If you're uh, a regular, Thanks for thanks for loyal support. I really appreciate it. But let's get into the interview with Nick Dietz. Today's guest is the driver of the number 65 in the SEDRA. He won this past weekend's Rebel Yell at Scriven, taking home $5,000. John Wyndham, how you doing? Doing good, man. How you doing? Good. Uh, so uh, you had an awesome weekend at Scriven, finally able to get a, a good win under your belt after a little bit of a rough start with the year. How does it feel to just be able to break through, get a get a win under your belt, and uh, be able to put a little bit of the year uh, you've had so far behind? Uh, it's good, man. I mean, um, we've had some rough luck at Scriven for over a year now. We've either broke or got wrecked leading every race there for over a year and uh finally had a little luck on our side and was able to finish one of them and won it uh you were you were really rolling on the outside line compared to andrew most that race he was uh really bottom feeding catfish in the lower line uh most of the race and then when it came to that 
uh, late race restart with him behind you, it kind of seemed like he was just kind of following, trying to build up the momentum that you kind of kept the same amount of momentum with there on the outside. Uh, were you kind of waiting for him to throw a big slide job on there on on you and like maybe have something bad happen? Just kind of kept thinking your bad luck in the back of your mind, or are you just gonna stay committed to that high line the whole time? Um, you know, I mean, I, I was kind of waiting on him to try to throw a slider down in front of me. I've seen him do it multiple times. Um, you know, but uh, it never happened. But um. It all it all went pretty smooth, you know. We had a good clean race. Um, you know, couldn't really ask for a better race between us. Yeah, I, I really think so. I think it was a solid solid overall race, and I uh, I'm really happy that SCDRA has been able to build up some clean races for himself after a rough start overall, and not not all involving things with you or family anybody like that. It just I feel like overall there's just there was a lack of respect and that's why they implemented uh the few rules that they did with the mirrors and the uh no fault rule uh well what's your thoughts on those and do you think that's improved the racing a little bit in the last uh, month or so i think it has i mean you could look at it like this the first three races of the year i got wrecked mm -hmm. and the last two races you know, we have had the no fault rule and I won one and finished second in one. And I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just a coincidence or maybe people, you know, now that they know that there's a consequence, if they wreck somebody, they're not going to do it. <clears throat> I agree with you there. And just when, when you're not held responsible for your actions in an incident like that, it just kind of, let you be a little careless for, uh, to be able to throw in and, on a move that you don't think will work just to just to maybe hopefully clean somebody out or just not even thinking and just do something like that um uh out of the upcoming races coming up so far on the schedule uh we got rome which uh, i don't think the you guys have been there before because they've been closed down a little bit and then uh talladega you guys have been there plenty probably and then you're probably going up to Florence for the King of the Compacts, uh, King of the Compacts, if I'm wondering, uh, if I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, we'll go up there. Uh, how do you like Florence? Um, you know, I like it. Uh, I like it when it's up on the high side. You know, the last time we went up there was on the bottom. I mean, sometimes tracks are like that, but <clears throat> not my favorite, but... You know, it is what it is. That's whatever we get to race on is what we race on. I prefer it to be, you know, like a, a high side track, but um, I guess we just won't know until we get there. Does the size of the track really make a difference to you? Uh, how how well you like it? Uh, not saying that because you guys are going to Rome, which is a big fifth eighths mile coming up in a few weeks. Um. I like uh, I like a big track, but um, either way, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. Some of these tracks that are real small are just as fast. I mean, you know, here at our hometown, we've got a half-mile track that's slower than most three-eighths, um, mm -hmm. you know, just because it's tight corners and slick and stuff. But um, it really doesn't matter, honestly. Um, a lot of these three-eighths tracks are faster than uh some of the half miles we got around here uh, i reckon the 
purpose or like uh, why why it's like that is because a bunch of those tracks, like a like a three eighths, a smaller one like Screvin, because you're able to build and keep that momentum up, so it just feels a lot faster. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, and honestly, gearing. I mean, some of these mm-hmm. um some of these smaller tracks, uh, you know, will run a longer gear than we do at some of the bigger tracks. Okay, that makes sense too. Um, and also uh, after that, uh, well, uh, how, since, since you've had a little bit of like an up down, uh, relationship with Scriven, how, how overall before the last year and a half was your success there before? Um, I've won three races there. I won, um, two five thousands and then one 1500 and, um, other than that, I've, I've led a bunch of big ones and uh, either broke or got wrecked. Um, you know, it's, there's been a bunch of times I haven't been uh, doing real well there either, but recently it's been a big letdown usually. <clears throat> I mean, you know, whenever you're leading, you know, and stuff breaks, you know, it is what it is, you know, that happens. Mm. But whenever you got an idiot that wrecks you, you know, it's, <laughs> kind of takes the fun out of it yeah i i, I understand that and uh most most people listening to us understand who you're talking about and he's he's been on the show and stuff uh brandon but um is there still is there still hard feelings and uh with that is there still like in the back of your mind when you race around certain people that stuff's happened with over the past like year or so uh, I mean, really, you know, I mean, I get along with everybody, but I mean, as soon as I pull off the track after winning the 5,000, you know, him and his mama's up there running their mouth, trying to get me disqualified because of a window net. <laughs> like, okay, I, I guess they just, I don't know what it is, man. They're obsessed with me or something. It does that, does that seem like. I don't know. I haven't been able to make it to as many events as I want to this year. I, I'm pretty much missed from Screvin to Screvin, but I've been keeping up with it pretty closely the best I could without actually being there and talk to plenty of people. It kind of seems like there's been a little bit of a Kentucky versus like Florida thing. Is that kind of what it feels like to you? Or if it isn't, what does it feel like? No, I mean, um, to be honest with you, you know, I had uh, – some of these same guys reaching out wanting engines built, you know, within the last week. Um, maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, some of them, you know, want to squash it. Some of them haven't said anything, but, um, you know, like I said, there's a couple of them that are definitely wanting to uh, get with me on some engines. So mm-hmm. I guess they're wanting to, put it behind them some of them want to squash it some of them still you know just i don't know what their deal is yeah i i understand your point of view from it and uh hearing you talk about it, maybe understand a little bit more because i've had i guess a little bit more uh communication with that side a little bit not really just just when i've been at the track so barely any um and from the outside, I, I just I just like to see good, respectful racing. I don't think everybody needs to be buddy-buddy with everybody. I, I feel like some little bit of rivalry, some little bit of drama here and there is good for it. But how the first few months went from pretty much Screvin to 
well, what would we say? Sonoya would be, I would, yeah, Winchester, Sonoya, because Winchester, that was, that was one of the big ones. Um, mm-hmm. When it was you, it was you, Andrew, and Brandon competing for the win, and, uh, or no, Walker, Walker, not you, right? Yeah. You know, Walker, right. Walker, Brandon, and uh, Andrew run for the win. And uh, if I'm remembering right, uh, Dalton kind of punted Walker and one and two on the final lap, and then Walker ended up coming by and uh, getting getting the victory. That was an awesome race. It was great. And then there was yep. a little thing with you doorbang with him down the side after that, and you end up getting disqualified. What was your point of view on that in that situation? Um, you know, I got screwed at Scraven. I got, you know. Dumped at Tri County, it was an accident when I got taken out. But regardless, I drove eight hours, got my car put in the wall, and had to load it up and take it home. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's an accident or not, you know, I was still not real happy about it. And then I get wrecked again at Sonoya, um, or may have Winchester was before that. Yeah. Either way, you know, I was just sick of the crap, you know. And then some people were disrespecting my brother while he was at I-75 last year while I was racing in Ohio, you know, and I don't appreciate people doing that, you know, trying to do something like that whenever I'm not around. So to be honest with you, I was about sick of everybody's crap, you know, and nobody was doing anything about it. So, you know, I said, the hell with it. I was going to start taking care of some stuff. But um, may not have been the right thing, but, you know, I was sick of the shit. I completely understand. You get pushed that limit sometimes, and you just gotta do some shit about it. You gotta, you gotta do that, despite what might happen afterwards. I I get heated like that. I get upset in those situations. I can't I can't tell you what I or anybody would do behind the wheel in certain situations like that when just stuff is stacked up for months and months. I I, I really understand it. Um, and uh, speaking about Walker, how would you how how are your guys' relationship? You guys seem really close. You, you seem like a good big brother to him. Be help him out uh, tremendously, and uh, uh, I think he's really really coming into his own behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah, we're real close. Um, you know, my buddy Zach, he's the one that provides him with a ride. You know, I used to help out Walker with racing for a long time, and then. Um, you know, me, him, and Zach raced together, and then Zach ended up just telling him to drive his car. So he's mm-hmm. been uh, he's been providing the ride and everything um, for Walker. Uh, I still do his engines and trainings and everything like that. Yeah. But as far as the car itself, you know, Zach handles all that stuff. Um, so it works out pretty good. Uh, looking, I'm uh, looking at the points here before the whole. Uh... Before describing, I'm trying to find you on here. Uh, down in uh, 20th, because nothing with uh, Sonoya and low points through the whole year. But after a good points battle, based off how a couple of those guys had some rough runs describing, I'm, feel, I'm feeling like you'll probably be up to maybe 12th, 13th uh, through that, hopefully, which uh, I know you probably at this point, you're not really too focused on the points. Uh, near this part of the year when you run pretty much all the races, uh, I believe so. Um, but it, do, does points really with the series matter to you at this point in the year with how it's gone so far? No, I mean, I wanted to win points once and I did that in, uh, I think 2021, you know, other than that, you know, I mean, 
it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Um, it's just, I guess, something to do, you know. Um, yeah. After doing it once, it's really not that big of a deal, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like I've noticed that when most of the guys in the series have won a championship or so, like uh, Andrew told me, Newman told me. Uh, I don't even think Andrew's ever won a championship. He's just always been a I'm going to show up and run type of guy, and I don't care anything about it. Um but I think he's I think he's won won it a couple times. Oh, yeah. I, I was just thinking he got winner freezes in their championships uh, for some reason. Oh, oh yeah. I, I thought I, you were talking I, about a points championship. I, I was, uh, I was, but I was just getting it mixed up for some reason. I know he has. I wasn't sure if he had four of each or something like that. I kind of want to look at the history just so I refresh myself real quick. Uh, yeah, he has two. He had twenty seventeen and twenty twenty. Then new twenty twenty one. Then Newman. And then Joey Kelly, okay. And then Jonathan Surratt. I see. I see so much stuff about Jonathan Surratt because uh, uh, I see him in Crown Vicks a lot these days, actually, in the Carolinas. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we got a lot to a lot of good stuff going forward uh, this year. Uh, put all that bad stuff in the past, and just I hope everybody just puts on some good racing. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of the bull crap, <laughs> as Kelly says. Uh, all those drivers meetings. Uh, I, I don't have to be out here. <laughs> we don't have to be putting this thing together. If y'all want to race straight and put on a good show, especially when you're on flow for certain events like uh, Scriven, it makes me want to do it more and take you, take you guys to bigger places, which uh, that, that's just a part of it. And I, I really like everything and momentum SEDRA has. They they put on some of the best racing that I, I go around and see. I've been to a bunch of different types of racing. I've been to uh, late models, front-wheel drive sprint cars, other stock cars, midgets, all types of stuff, and SCDRA still puts on some of the best racing. Uh, do you agree with that? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it was starting to starting to be a mess there for a while, you know. But it seems like since Kelly made up the no fault rule, I mean, it seems like magically everyone started driving a little different. And I mean, I don't know unless it's just a coincidence. I agree. I. I... Yeah, obviously, I believe that that has a part in it. I really think it does. Um, but we'll move, we'll move on past that stuff. We've been talking about that plenty enough. Um, how how did you and your brother really get your start in racing? And uh, what cars you guys start in? What tracks? And just how did everything start for you guys with racing? I started running go karts like in two thousand or something, maybe um, road course. Uh, circuit and you know we did fka wka and all that stuff and then um did dirt oval um then as far as cars you know we started running a bomber class you know like old my first car was like a 88 crown vic Mm -hmm. in a v8 class and then started running front wheel drive first front wheel drive around was like a um 95 Buick Skylark. Oh. <laughs> so that's what we were, you know, running. That was like probably 08 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And with Walker, first car I put him in was a Ford Taurus. Then we got him a, um, a little Sunfire mm-hmm. and an automatic base model RSX and just kept working him up from there. 
That's pretty sweet. What, uh, tr- like when you first getting into the big cars, like the, the bombers and front wheel drives and stuff, what tracks was that usually? Was that like all tech or other tracks around there? Yeah, it was, it was all tech, but back then it was an asphalt track. You okay. know, it was, um, you know, it was called Columbia Motorsports Park, but that's where, that's where we used to run. It was just a half mile asphalt track. Okay. And the one time, the one time I've actually been behind the wheel was actually at a bomber division at Southern National in North Carolina last November. And with the the low amount of safety you have to put in those things, and how banked and fast paced even in one of those cars you'd get, like I, I'm not going in there until I got Kyle checking my safety with front wheel drive Friday. If I'm going, <laughs> my buddy, my buddy bought, uh, uh, I believe it was a Focus or something. It might have been a Focus. I'm not too sure what what it was. And he was like. Yeah, yeah, I'm have. I'm gonna run SEDRA, and you're run, you're gonna run SEHA when they're not uh, conflicting. And I'm like, okay, if I am, I'm gonna have safety done by him. I'm gonna have the safety check by him. Going to Jason Waters, we're doing all this stuff <laughs> before I even get behind the get behind the seat of it. I'm I'm making a high standard <clears throat> for me getting back in the car. <laughs> yeah, like whenever I first started out there at Ellisville, you know, we were running the half mile track with stock seats and like a rollover bar. I, I wasn't running that. I was just running. I was just running a lap belt with fire suit and uh, still the windshield in it, and no no roller bar, nothing. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I'm not doing this shit again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got, I went too low on the apron and won the uh, turn one, probably halfway through the race. John, I had to save that thing. I had to save that thing. I was I had the wheel halfway cocked uh, to the right, like uh, ninety degrees, and save save that thing. I'm like. That would have hurt if I smacked that inside wall or gone up all the way across the banking somehow. But yeah, if I get back in the car, it's going to be full. It's going to be good enough. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Sure. Um, things have changed a lot as far as safety. They definitely have. And you, you guys seem uh, pretty safe in your guys' cars. It seems like you guys have done a pretty good job. Huge example for that was early in the year when Kyle had his big wreck at Lakeview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, pretty much everybody's running, you know, full containments and Fon's device. Uh, and they just changed it to where we're running a full-size wind net and how I know everybody was complaining about that this weekend. Um, why would you know, like, be complaining about it? I don't know. I mean, after I won, you know, there was people crying and whining about me having a sprint car style window net versus oh, like having the a size window net. Yeah. Which Kelly did tell us we had to have a full size window net. And, you know, I told him, you know, I was like, look, you know, I'm running a joy seat. My arms are not coming out regardless. You know, if I flip the car, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, yeah, well, you know, he's, I told him the way our cages are, you know, it's kind of a pain fitting a full size window net in there, and he's telling us that he's working on a deal or something about getting some different style window nets for our cars. And I never heard anything back from him. Um, so I left it in there. And if they didn't, if he didn't throw you out for it and stuff, that that means he knows it's on him. And the people that are complaining about that, they need to they need to go to Kelly and have him tell them that because you know they wouldn't listen to you if they're the ones yelling at you about it. Oh, they weren't yelling at me. No, not yelling, well, complaining in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Tech Man told me, uh, there's actually a few of us have the same style window net, and 
he said, yeah, I'm not going to make y'all sit there and try to rig something up in here, you know, leave it and just change it for next race. Um, and then after the race, he was like, yeah, as many people that are crying about it, you're going to have to change it. So I was like, yeah. okay, no big deal. No big deal. I'll change them when the net, keep all the crybabies happy. Yeah, that, that, that seems like a big thing you got to do in racing in general. You got to just keep the crybabies happy and just, and like, you just want to mind your own business sometimes, just keep your head down and do it, and then you still got people on the outside just kind of always saying something. <laughs> yeah, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Somebody's yeah. going to be complaining about something. Yeah, you'll have the, you'll have the most legal car of all time. And then they'll be like, well, why aren't you cheating? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like, yeah. Well, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. if it, like you said, if it's not one thing, it's another. Uh, uh, before we wrap up, I got just a couple questions. I usually just ask anybody, do you have like any dream, like racetrack you would like to get to one day that you haven't? I know you've been to a bunch uh, with front wheel drives, but is there just any tracks on your bucket list you haven't made it to yet? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I wouldn't mind, uh, wouldn't mind going out there and running the California dream, um, which, uh, talking to the track owner out there and he was going to try to get me out there, but it actually is the same weekend as Rome. So, Uh um, we might go out there next year. I don't, I don't know yet. He's, uh, want to try to set something up what's the what is the california dream it's uh i think it's like madera speedway it's an asphalt track um for like mini stocks and front wheel drives just mm-hmm. i don't think there's a whole lot of rules or anything it doesn't pay a whole lot but i think it'd be cool to go do i think it'd be a really cool experience <laughs> i think it was especially i'm like Front wheel drives California, like that. That had me kind of confused for a half second. Uh, but that that sounds really awesome. That would be an opportunity I would definitely uh, take down the road. A uh, couple answers. Uh, a couple other guys have given me have been like Fairberry in the front wheel drives. I feel like would be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd kind of be like scrubbing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't mind running some dirt tracks out there in California because there's like, a couple guys. Um, I've built engines for in California and, you know, just talking with them while they're at the track and stuff, you know, I guess they're like up in the mountains or either way down in the valley. And sometimes their races will, you know, get called or canceled because the fog gets so bad, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it'd be pretty cool. I've heard they've also had to do that because just how bad the droughts are and stuff. And they're not able to uh, prepare the track their way. They're not able there. They would like to as well. That. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to uh, one one event I would like to go out for in California would be the the more of Outlaw Sprint Cars Gold Cup at not Placerville um, Silver Dollar Speedway. I think Silver Dollar Speedway is a cool track. I would like to get out there some one September for that. It seems like a big party weekend, just California type vibe. Which I don't know. No offense to people who listen to this from California, doubt there anybody is, but. I don't, California doesn't seem like a place I would want to go for more than a few days to a week. <laughs> I feel like it'd be one, uh, go see a few things there over a few days, enjoy it. And then before I really get tired of it, just head home. Yeah. I like it out there. Uh, um, I've, I've there's plenty of stuff to do in California. Yeah. 
I feel like I was there and always uh, had something to do and just didn't have to kind of get caught up in uh, some of the things there. I would just, I would just always, <laughs> I would just keep myself like on a tourist route <laughs> and then right. go there. I, I don't know. I don't like to stay in one, like if I'm on a vacation, I don't like to stay in one place for multiple, uh, multiple days. I just like to kind of come and go. I feel like. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have any sponsors? Anybody you want to thank before we get out of here? Yeah. Um, you know, I got hide and seek towing with Kenny Privet owns that and he, you know, pretty much funds everything for our race team. And, um, got Brian Crower. They sponsor us um, a lot of parts, you know, good quality stuff. Rocket Motorsports, he sponsors us. Um, he offers a bunch of good quality parts also. Uh, Nippon Racing, uh, you know, he's been one of our sponsors for a long time. He, uh, he's got great stuff, you know, and Mm-hmm. You know, has stuff imported from Japan, um, ACL race bearings, uh, got Honda of Lake City, Ked's Rod and Customs, um, John Wyndham Racing Engines. Of course. Can't do it without him. Yeah, you got <laughs> to thank John Wyndham. He really does a lot for you, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Hey, it, it, sometimes he helps you so much it feels like he's driving the car too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, my wife and the kids, and then you know my family and friends, they all put up with uh, a lot of hours going into this stuff, and they all support me. So, gotta thank them too. Awesome. Well, I uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show. It was an awesome conversation, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in Victory Lane a couple more times before the year is over. All right. I appreciate it. Awesome. I'll see you in a few weeks at Rome. All right, man. See you. All right. See ya. Hope everybody enjoyed the interview with Nick. It was awesome to learn a little bit more about the Blue Ridge Outlaws and about him and how he grew up racing, all that type of stuff. But uh, let's get into the rest of the weekend of racing that it was for July 28th, 29th, and see what we coming, uh, got coming up for August 4th and 5th. Uh, I'm just going to cover each series, each track, what they had going on, what they have going on uh, this upcoming weekend. And let's start with the tracks. Let's see how we go from there. Let's start with East Lincoln. So they had a couple of makeup divisions to be able to get done from the 22nd because they ran a little late, had curfew, just had to end the night and say, hey, we'll come back. And let's see what results they have here. They had the American Racer Modifieds in town, and they uh, did a meet and greet the next gen, and then the clouds came in and left a few divisions not finished. I believe they're going to be making them up in the next week or double points, stuff like that. Uh, but here are the winners they did get in. In Renegades, it was Brad Williams, Pro 4, they did not get the race in. Thunder Bombers, neither. Front Wheel Drive, didn't get it in. Next Gen Kids ended up being Bentley Cottle. Second was Colton Som. American Racer Modifieds was won by Austin Self himself. Pure Stock V8 did not get to run. And Mod Lights was won by Tim White. Uh, their next race is going to be August 5th. They're going to be having Power Wheels races. 
plus a regular show. That's going to be Renegades, Pro Force, Thunder Bombers, Front Wheel Drive, Powder Puff, Pure Stock V8, and V6. So no LS Sprints and no Next Gen Kids. Uh, the LS Sprints will be back on August 12th. Let's jump over to Cherokee Speedway, and this is also going to cover the Carolina Sprint Tour. So they're trying to get their Open Wheel Madness in. You had the USCS Sprint Cars. We'll get into a little bit the rest of their weekend with Carolina Speedway and Travelers Rest before. Uh, so they're supposed to have USCS Carolina Sprint Tour, uh, the Mideast 602 Modifieds, and the UMP Modifieds. And they end up getting no races in at all. And let's see what they were able... Yeah, so it was postponed, and the makeup day is going to be September 9th. Because they're supposed to have, yeah, uh, besides the other divisions I listed a minute ago, they're supposed to have Renegade Sportsman and the Carolina Mini Late Models. Uh, I believe Carolina Mini Late Models dropped off uh, right before the event started or uh, kind of got scrapped at the last second. I'm not too sure about that. But if you want more information in general about Cherokee Speedway, of uh, uh, Will with the Cherokee Chatter podcast, he went into good depth about uh, depth about the difference between least events and regular events, about how the wristbands transfer over and 50-50s and a bunch of good information like that that I feel like a regular race fan or just anybody needs to know about coming to some of these events and uh, in the event that rain or weather or cancellations and stuff happen if you do have those wristbands and how they transfer over and yeah, really good episode uh, shout out to Will and his podcast obviously if you want more in-depth info about everything going on at the place your mom warned you about check out his podcast their next race is going to be August 5th. It's going to be just a weekly show with the Southern Vintage Cars, and that includes the 604 Late Models, Street Stocks, Renegade Sportsman's, Thunder Bomber, Pure Stock, Vintage Cars, Extreme 4, and the Crown Vicks. Obviously, it's going to be Pits 430, Stands 5, and racing will start hot laps at 715. We're going to be jumping over to Carolina Speedway. And they had the USCS guys. They had a good bit of weather in the area Friday afternoon, early Friday evening. And they ended up not getting any cars on track till 10.08. And so that means first main was at 12.14 a.m. Is that right? Uh, 11.53 with a Thunder Sportsman's. And their last one, they finished at 1.23, so... Full show getting done in, what's that, three hours, a little over three hours? Uh, they got it through doing the best they could. They didn't run They didn't run until 2, 3 a.m., so uh, Providence Carolina getting that show in as quick as they could, and shout out to the fans being able to stay late and help them get that show in and support the racers and everybody. But let's go over those results. In Thunder Sportsman, it was Cade Langley picking up another victory over Troy Blue and Nick Milstead. In the USCS Sprint Cars Dash, it was CJ Miller picking up the victory. In Pro 4 Main, Jacob Kinder extending his championship points lead with a win over Patrick Annis and Dylan Warden. In Super Sportsman, it was Josh Wilkerson taking home the win. And the winner of the USCS Sprint Car Main Event was Sane DeVault. It was 25 laps, and he won the race over Johnny Bridges and Terry Gray. Thunder Bombers. The victor was Justin Truitt. Uh, I know Justin, talked to him a few times. Awesome dude. Nice to see him uh, pick up a victory this year. I'm not sure if that was his first one or his second one. Not too sure, but uh, shout out to Justin and his team, James Dedman, all of them. Uh, Luke Mullinax was third. Garrett Sweat, or uh, second. Oh, wait, let me get this right. Second was Luke Mullinax. Third was Garrett Sweat. 
For the Hornets, it was Brian Barfield picking up the victory, I believe. Yeah, Brian Barfield picking up over Brad McManus and Willie Fowler. And finishing off the night was Crown Vicks, won by Stephen Herring. Second was Jonathan Chapman, and third was young Kyle Lucas. Shout out Kyle Lucas. But yeah, good overall night at Carolina. Uh, let's go over to good old Mark Abernathy's Facebook to see when their next event is. I'm not too sure if they're doing anything on the fit, uh, the 4th because they have the big Shrine 100 coming up with the Carolina Clash late models. We'll be getting into that just a little more. One second. I'm just kind of seeing. Thanks for bearing with me for a half second. No, it does not look like August 4th. I'm just checking everything, making sure I get everything right for them. And it looks like they have a demo derby, but to my knowledge, that was canceled, I believe so. So August 11th will be the Shrine 100. And let me get those divisions correct. Uh, they just posted them this morning, I believe. It will be Super Late Models, Open Wheel Modifieds, Thunder Sportsmen, Thunder Bombers, Pro 4, Ford Outlaws, and Hornets. So pretty much all of their basic uh, local divisions they have. And it's the 51st Shrine 100, and it's going to be a total of $30,000 per. So I'm not too sure how that's going to look out through the field. Hopefully next week's episode I'll have that fully detailed out for everybody. Yeah, that's awesome for them. Uh, that's it for the tracks. And uh, to finish up with the Carolina Sprint Tour, they were supposed to obviously get their event in at Cherokee with part of Open Wheel Madness on the 29th. And that means their next race will not be until August 19th at Lawrence County. Uh, I wish I could make it there. Uh, Sprint Cars of Lawrence County sounds cool to me. Uh, a bunch of the guys I've talked to said they really enjoy racing there. And uh, that makeup date for them is going to be August I mean, September 9th, excuse me. But, yeah, let's get into the rest of our series. Uh, we mentioned them just a minute ago, the Carolina Clash. They are running the Shrine Race August 11th. That is their next event. And so that means if you've been keeping up with a little bit, their race for August 4th, this upcoming Friday at Livonia, has been canceled. Uh, being honest, I've done a little bit of digging to try to find out why or what the scheduling conflict they listed was like why exactly this race is not going to be happening and i couldn't find out anything really from uh people people from both sides track side and series side uh it's just a part of it sometimes and uh, i just hate it for carolina clash they had a really strong start of the season with a bunch of their races even a few being streamed on xr and let's hope they're able to pick up that momentum i believe ben Watkins is still their points leader uh through i think they've had six or seven races so far and yeah, I just uh, hate it for him. I want to see him back on track again. I don't believe I'll be at the Shrine 100, but hopefully I will be seeing them a few weeks after one of their next races, maybe Hall of Fame, uh, something like that, Lancaster. But yeah, good for uh, Carolina Clash. I know they're not going to cancel Shrine 100. I just know that for a damn fact. That's that's like their, one of their two, three marquee races a year. I know they're not canceling that. And to the Ultimate Super Late Models, this upcoming weekend, they have the Bob Sharp Memorial at Sumter Speedway, paying 10,000 smackaroos to win that thing. Uh, last time they were there was June 10th, and that was won by Christian Thomas. He got the victory over Zach Mitchell and Adam Yarborough. Uh, double the money. I expect a good bit higher car count. Uh, I'm not. I'm trying to think of other regional late model races in the area. I know there's the uh, Southern All-Stars at Beckley. That's a good tr ways away, and... 
I'm not too sure if Hunt the Front has a race this weekend. Uh, Jack, if you're listening to this, uh, go go check out Jack's work on the Hunt the Front Super uh, Dirt Series page. He does awesome stuff on there, and that's not just because he's one of my buddies. He actually does good quality work doing their social media. Um, yeah, so I will be doing it on location. I will be there Saturday. And the Do It shirts will be finalized and ordered at that point. So if you want to just kind of finish getting your uh, shirt in, I had a couple extra order for all of them. So, yeah, just uh, if once I obviously I know I'll sell the rest of them when uh, when they come in, I have them on hand. But if you want to just get the last little pre-orders while they're getting made and processed, uh, just let me know. I'll get your name on the list and make sure I have uh, the correct amount ordered for everything. Uh, yeah, and uh, glad to see Sumter Speedway getting some more big races. They've had a bunch of good late models shows this season so far. The Steel Blocks and uh, Blue Ridge. I couldn't. I literally just had a Blue Ridge driver on this episode, and I couldn't think of what Blue Ridge was for a half second. And uh, yeah, the only other series we got to talk about is SEDRA, uh, like we talked about last week, and had last week's guest with a member of SEDRA. Uh, their last race was the Rebel Yell a week and a half ago, and their next race is going to be at Rome August 18th and 19th with the Ultimate Super Late Models. And I will, I'm like a 99% chance I'll be there. Uh, I want to go to a big, bad, fast track like Rome. I'm excited to make up there in a couple weeks. We'll talk more about that in a few weeks once we get there. And yeah, I uh, don't have too much more to talk about. Uh, always shout Reaper Apparel Company, shout out to. Uh, Kyle with Front Wheel Drive Friday. We have another little uh, brand ambassador thing in the works. I need to get that finalized, get that worked out. But, yeah, I'm excited to uh, let you guys know about that, hopefully in the next week or two. And, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just happy we're in the middle of races. I'm happy we're able to get a bunch of these races in. I know the rain sucks some. I was, uh, being honest, I was in the pouring rain in Charleston at a concert, uh, a concert my girlfriend wanted to go to. and uh, But she enjoyed it. She loved it. And yeah, I was just happy to be a supportive boyfriend in the pouring rain with a poncho that was like a trash bag, a cookout, got burned to the beach on my sister's boat. It was a good weekend. Uh, I, I'd rather have been doing that than uh, getting rained on there. But I don't know. At least you got to see race cars do hot laps. <laughs> but uh, I hope you guys had a great week. Hope you guys have a good week coming up. Uh, rest of it. Uh, go check out some local racing wherever you're at. It doesn't matter if you're in the Carolinas or if you have to stay at home. Go watch some on some streaming. Flow, Dirt Vision. Uh, I'm trying to think what uh, what all the series are doing. I know Boone is tonight. It's coming out Tuesday. Um, World of Outlaws is racing, I believe. Just yeah, you, know, you go to that dirt tracker. You go to that analytics, analytics and uh, watch tonight thing, and you'll find all the racing your heart can ask for when it comes to dirt. But I appreciate you guys checking out my podcast, Doing It on Dirt. It's already episode 36. Uh, it's been a fun ride so far. We're going to keep charging. We're going to keep getting better. I appreciate you guys uh, hanging on. And, uh, yeah, uh, if you want to leave a review on Spotify and Apple, I'd appreciate that so much. Help get me up there. Share this with all your friends on your social medias, your Facebooks, your Instagrams, your exes. Uh, no, well, not your ex-girlfriends. The app, the app X. Yeah. Yes, uh, no, I know. You don't need to share it with your ex unless she likes dirt racing. I really don't care. But <laughs> but don't tell her to hit me up. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm going to get myself in enough trouble. <laughs>
and this is another edition of Evan Rambling. But <laughs> um, yeah, uh, share uh, share this podcast on all the social medias. If you want to hear me ramble for about forty five minutes every week, I, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, I am planning to have Jack and a couple more of my buddies co-host the show with me a little bit more, and because uh, I believe they make the show better instead of just having me rambling, have another person to bounce things off of and. Uh, start conversations. I always love having Mike on when we have the big national shows coming up that either I'm going to or he's going to. Uh, I, next one that I believe will be the Rumble by the River at Port Royal with the Lucas Dirt Series. Uh, I think it's about three weeks from now. But we got so much racing going on. I just hope you guys really enjoy it. Uh, don't forget to follow Doomage on Dirt on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And yeah, hope you guys have a great week. See ya.